Hello and welcome to the Stafford Boxer Report. I'm your girl Sheila. I'm your boy Stafford. Stafford Boxing. The making of champions. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Thank you for those that are watching now and those that are going to be watching and or listening later. Today, we're going to have a great show. We have a lot to talk about. What's going on? There's a lot going on. We got our ears to the streets. The streets. First, we want to recognize breast cancer awareness. This is the month. But in actuality, I understand that they have a month, but we do think about breast cancer and cancer throughout. And I actually met two survivors this past Saturday. Mm -hmm. So everybody a hand clap for them. And we do send our prayers and support to others that so have overcome. And, and for, or who is dealing with it. Yeah, I was just about to say that. And for those, unfortunately, that are not here with us today, prayers to the families as well. So I wanted to say that. That's why I am wearing my pink today. Hmm. Pink, 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 pink. So Stafford, what's going on? <laughs> Man, it's a lot going on. Uh, first and foremost, you wanted to talk about the, um, the fighters, Clarissa Shield and Amanda, they have a new belt that's yeah, been but added I, on. Yeah, but we're going to talk about that later. So, then, you you know, want to just get into it? Yeah, this is your show. I'm co-host. No, this is, this, is, this is our show. She says it's our show. It's so our show. So the first thing is we had Lady Tiger on last week. Man, Shout I'm out tripping. to later. I'm tripping. Shout out to Lady Tiger man, because Lady she's Tiger, watching. Man, we love hello, you. We love you. Real talk, we love you, Lady Tiger. We, I mean, she has like kind of grown on us somewhat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I enjoy calling her. Yeah, man. it's like when I call her, I'm free. It's not a task. She's really a wonderful, lovely person on the air. inside and the outside. Oh, yeah, she's solid. She's like she is like my grandmother. Yeah. To be yeah, honest with yeah, you, so yeah. I, I told you we were going to keep in contact. So, and that's what we do. We and do also, talk. and also, Lady Tiger, we are waiting for uh, the production of our bookmarkers. So, one of the things that we wanted to do to encourage kids to read is to develop our personal bookmarkers because we have an event coming up uh, Monday, October seventeenth. Yeah, Monday, a week from today. Uh, at an elementary school here in uh, Lithonia, Georgia. Yes. In, in Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta, 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 Atlanta. But we're not going to say it We're yet. not going to say yeah, anything, but say we'll it. talk about it once uh, next it's finished. Yeah, Monday. Fact, it's matter, the same day. Yeah. Matter of fact, after we have our event, then we're going to come on live on our podcast show, the Stafford Boxing Report, and we're going to talk about the event and... Uh, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's such a blessing. Baby, you know what? We need to say shout out to our sponsor, though. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Truist Bank, we want to say thank you so much. Sarah Welch, uh, Daryl McIver, want to say thank you to you both for yes, thank uh, you. the grant being approved for our event on Monday. 
Man, we so excited. We're going to pull out. Man, it's going to be player dime. Don't forget with the laptops, Mr. Hicks. Oh, yeah, Mr. Hicks. We want to say thank you so much. We we even having uh, laptops being donated on behalf of the Stafford Boxing Report to these kids uh, at the elementary school in, in Lithonia. But right now, we in Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. We in the city, and we represent so hard. As you can see, the drip. Stafford boxing, it's just, just dripping all hold over. Hold on one second. Oh, yeah. Baby, go ahead showing your footwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's real. The drip is real. I don't I don't I don't want to do too much, but but Lady Tiger, we got your package. We're gonna have you send you one of these hoodies. What oh color? yeah. Yeah, what color we send a black? Blue. Okay, blue. Okay. Uh, she did say blue. Yeah, blue. So we got you a blue one. We got your wristband. A sticker. A sticker and two, some book the mark. two book marks. Yeah, the two, two bookmarks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And whatever. Oh, socks. Oh, yeah, socks. socks. My bad. Matter of fact, we got the socks right here, as you can see. You know what I mean? <laughs> we just Stafford down, man. You know what I'm saying? We premium. We pushing P for premium. And that is no cappuccino. Oh, yeah, shout out to our brother-in-law, Chris West. Oh, yes, thank you, Chris, for your support and for your real. donation, and too, your donation, to the Stafford for real. Boxing Club. And uh, you know what? Next week, we got to bring uh, Chris Book and show him some love, give him some advertisement, man, because okay, it's great. You know he has another one out, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But the one that we got is the digital marketing. I read that like ASAP. I, yeah, I read that, too. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, this book. It's, it's it, put, everything is put all in one. And it's it's a great read. It's it's not an overwhelming read. When I say it's an easy read, it's because it's, he doesn't have so many pages and how the sentences and the words are spaced out. It's I, I loved it. Yeah. So next week we're gonna bring um, Chris uh, Cheatman West book. Uh, it's called Digital Marketing. I think everyone should go out and purchase this book. It have a plethora of information about marketing in the digital era that we currently live in. So we want to give a shout out to Chris West. And it's not overwhelming. No, nah, it's, not an it's overwhelming a great read. read. It's a great read. It so actually makes, when you see the book itself, it's like, oh, okay, I want to read that. But so baby, the way he marketed it, he knew because with him had going to college and he knows and you know that sometimes the books that we had to read, oh my gosh, one chapter can be 17 doggone pages. Yeah, but baby, didn't you also say in concurrence with that, didn't you say that um, some of the stuff that he teach about- Yeah, I'm doing it now. Yeah, and you read about mm -hmm. it when you was going to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was familiar with some of the things when I took some of my classes. So thank you, Chris, for everything. And thank you so much for your support. For real, man. Ooh, he's hey, been so supportive. Yeah, we pushing P for premium. Facts. Oh, and shout out to James Dunn, too. He's also been supporting us on LinkedIn, too. So shout out and shout out to Rodney Whitehead. Yes, true mm -hmm. indeed. Oh, so look, I want to bring this up. The reason why I'm bringing this up because the story that I'm going to tell you, it's going to be short, reminds me of Lady Tiger and so many of our other ancestors. And for those that are doing what it is that they're doing now, whether or not if we know about it and we'll know about it later or we do know about it now. So it's a book. Her name is Esther. This is in the Bible. She was a Jewish woman. And she was married to a Persian king, and his name was Xerxes I. Now, Mordecai, 
was her cousin. And he worked at the palace, but he was a lower rank. Then Haman, he was second in charge from the king. Now, Haman didn't like Mordecai, number one, because he was Jewish, number two, because he would never bow down to Haman every time Haman came around. So that wiggled his feathers. So he decided to plot against the Jewish people. He wanted to destroy them. He wanted all of them killed. So Mordecai went back to Esther and said, look, Haman is plotting to kill all the Jewish people. You're going to have to go talk to the king. Well, Esther, she was hesitant. And the reason why she was hesitant was because if you go see the king uninvited, that meant death. But Mordecai reminded her, look, if you don't go and tell, this is going to be on you and it's going to be heavy on your heart. So Esther got the courage. She walked out on faith and she went and she saw the king. And no, she did not get killed. She actually had favor with the king, told him what was told to her. And Haman actually ended up getting killed. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because women have played an integral part of the reason why us women have what we have. Like with Lady Tiger, she said they didn't have a woman's bathroom at the gym. Guess what? We have a woman's bathroom at the gym with showers to go along with that, a sauna that you like to go into. Steam room. Steam room and um, whirlpool that you like to go oh, into. Oh, the hot then, tub. Then the, 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 the pool, the swimming pool. So I wanted to bring that up to encourage like all that. women around the world to keep your head up, keep yourself encouraged, make sure you're around a group of people or those that are in your circle, make sure that you all encourage everybody. And I just encourage all women, no matter what it is that you're doing, it really doesn't matter because you are doing something and you are making a way for others and you're being the role model that you need to be for this generation and the generation after and after and after. So stay strong, my sisters. Real talk, real talk, real talk. Um, so with that being said, Sheila, what do you think about, let's say, the current affairs that's going on in our community? Hmm. Because I know- You, you have know, good and bad. Okay. We have good and bad. You're always going to have good and bad in any community. But if we're specifically talking about the black community, we need to encourage each other more. We need to be nicer to each other. We really do. We're so mean towards each other. Just mean mugging. Nasty. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't know what's going on with some of these men. But for some reason, sometimes when we're passing in different directions, mm -hmm. they will not move. It's like their body language and their spirit is like, I don't have any respect or I don't have any respect for women because you're going to move. Now, whether it's a man or a female, because some of the females do that, too. It's like they just do not want to move. And it's just so petty. I think the black community needs to heal. 
I think the Black community, we need to hold each other accountable. The Black community, we need to truly love on each other. The Black community, we really need to listen to each other. The Black community, which you were talking about, is the littering. Yeah, but 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 also, we need to stop killing each other, man. I mean, enough is enough. So much senseless uh, death in our community. We can't say the white man doing this or... The, the Asian man doing that or the Indian man doing that. Yes, there is a system in place. However, we can through our determination because we come from a good stock. Now, you got to understand our ancestors were on the plantation for like 16 to 18 hours a day. It's only 24 hours in a day, right? And the amount of pressure that they were under, meaning like they had to have a certain amount of uh crop that come in, meaning cotton, if they didn't make that weight, it could be a lynching. Mm -hmm. It can be a whipping or whatever. We're not under that those type of things today. And so I think what we under is uh, slavery in the mind. Like, we got to start thinking differently. And one of the other things that is so disturbing that I see so much in our community is that we'll be driving down the street and We'll open up the door and just throw trash on the ground. And when we're in parking lots in different uh, food markets, we'll just, you know, go in the store, purchase something, and then we just throw it on the ground. So now that type of behavior is being adopted by the younger people. And so they're doing the things that that they see us do. And another thing, the trash can be right there in your reach. And we have become so lazy that we don't even want to keep our community clean. And that's why in some areas of the community uh, that we live in, uh, builders, they don't want to put certain businesses in those type of communities because vandalism, um, you know, just, you know, breaking in the stores, uh, you know, shoplifting, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Listen, I'm not trying to, you know, sit before you here today and say, you know, staff have been perfect. Or Sheila. I, I ain't been perfect, bro. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have my time out there. I really have. However, I'm mature and I have grown as a man of God, as a as a just a just a leader in our community. And I understand the responsibility. So I had to, you know, make a change. And so that change come with from within. And so like, you know, Sheila was talking about, you know, man, we got to heal. It's just, it's like, it's like so much, so much hatred and so much, um, you know, embedded pain that's in us that we act out towards each other. And I think that we should use that type of energy to accomplish our goals and dreams in life and towards a solid plan. And one thing about the Stafford Boxing Club, right, one of the things that we, you and I talked about, we're not accepting our kids to adopt uh, entertainers' behavior. You know, we want them to create their own identity. Yes, you can find something in someone that you may like, but however, I don't want to see, oh, your hair is like that person because you saw that on the TV. Or you wearing this or you wearing that and, and part of the Stafford Boxing Club, our slogan is Stafford Boxing, the making of champions inside the boxing ring and out in the community. And we will not tolerate disrespectful talk. We will not tolerate your pants hanging down because if your pants down, it's going to hold you down. But if your pants is up, 
oh mercy, uh, you want to come up. And that's what we're about. We're about coming up in the right way. And so Sheila and I are going to make sure that these kids do things the right way because it's like everybody looking like everybody. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand about change. So you have different type of hairstyles. Mm -hmm. So now you had the, 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 the kids with you guys, little boys, had their hair all down. And that's because they see the athletes yeah. and the entertainers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. At one minute, it was like, you know, and, and it's it just a lot going on. However, our philosophy may not be for everybody, yeah. right? It's mm -hmm. only for a peculiar group of people, right? Yeah, and so, you know, we want to, you know, make our change by not being like everybody in the community. We are set apart to do something unique and special. But I wanted to um, talk about because I saw Sheila doing a lot of research and, and um, on this topic, but the, the PNB rock situation, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and it, it was sad to know that it was a father, son, and, and stepmother, stepmother. Yeah. involved in taking this man's life, bro. And he was sitting down breaking bread, eating some waffles and chicken, and that's one of my favorite dishes: waffles and chicken. And it's unfortunate that. You took a man's life over some jewelry, bro. He shot He shot him a total of three times. He shot him. Well, first, his dad was already in the parking lot when he saw PMB Rock and his girlfriend come in. So when he saw that, he left. He went to go pick up his son, who's 17 years old. He dropped him a little ways from the restaurant. So the 17-year-old walks in, goes straight to the table, points the gun at him, and says, give me all of your jewelry now. He shoots him in the chest. So when PNB Rock falls down to the ground, he points the gun at his girlfriend and says, show me your hands and give me your money or I swear I'm going to shoot you in the head. So then she does what she's supposed to do, and then he shoots him, PNB Rock, like two more times in the back. So while he's gasping for air, clinging on to life, he takes off his watch, his rings, and necklace, and he walks out. Him and his dad are on their way to the house. While they're on their way to the house, the 17-year-old disposes of his clothes, and then both of them walk home. Now, they had arrested the father and the son first, but the third person, like you said, was the stepmother. So it was a family. A family. Now, all that energy that you, you know, put into action to take someone's jury, you could have put that same type of energy in with a plan. You know, Coach Prime uh, said something, and it just been marinating on my spirit so much, and I want to repeat what he said. We are, in the black community, we raising cats. We're not raising dogs. We, we, our men are so feminine now, bro. Like, for instance, I go get some gas today. The kids, they old enough to get out the car and pump some gas. Yeah, they right? if they're they old just, enough. Man, they, they old, enough. old man, enough. Man, both of them were old okay. enough. Well, so their mama went in there, paid for the gas. Yeah. The mama came back out. And she started pumping the gas. Oh, right? no. They should have went in so, and paid for the gas so, and then pumped the gas. So, like, when we were coming up, and I know you say, you know, when, when I was younger, but I, I like old ways. I like when, you know, we say yes, ma'am, and, and, and no, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, sir. Uh, you know, all this, hey, what? 
or calling their mom or dad bro. Bro, you see what I'm saying? Like there's no, no there there's no distinction in terms of like, you know, I am the parent, you are the child. As the parent, I will conduct myself as an as a parent must conduct him him or herself. And the child now acts like they are the parent and it seems like the roles has has changed. And so like to me, it seemed like this is more visible mm-hmm. in our community. Yeah. And because, you know, I do see certain communities like the Hispanic community, the white community, the Asian community, they still stick by principle. Mm-hmm. They still stick to the code of traditions. And so, like, we have gone so far off from, we just don't have no identity. You know what I mean? And it's sad. However, what me and Sheila is doing and will continue to do is be a beacon of light in darkness. And so I can't speak for what that person ought to do or what this person should be doing. The only thing I can do and we can do together is make a change and from within and outwardly that it impacts um, a child, a couple of children, a group of people, or it, is, or it inspire a nation, you know what I'm saying? Not only in Atlanta, not only in the United States, but across the world. That's the type of light that we have in us. It's not just locally, it's globally. Man, hold up, man. Hey, man. I, 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 go ahead, that. go ahead, baby, go ahead. It's like our community only believes that we can only be successful as entertainers and athletes, man. And I think, man, we should really, really take a look in the mirror. We are, we need electrical engineers, computer engineers. We need uh, lawyers. Doctors. We judges. need doctors, judges. We need city councilmen, mm-hmm. men and women. We need, and, and you know, people say defund the police and all that other type stuff. I think we need the police because if uh, someone break into your house or whatever, the first person you want to do is call the police. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't have the police, then it's going to be chaos. So I'm not into defunding the police. But what I am into is holding those who swore to serve and protect, who violate that oath. I think that there should be a level of accountability and to me, I've seen some some black uh, police chiefs who are uh, head of a police department, and you know maybe one of their uh, colleagues did something wrong, and that black chief wouldn't hold that person wrong. Now, listen, accountable. accountable. Now, I get it. When uh, people violate the law, they should be persecuted. I get that because you got to have law. The Word of God talks about it. You know what I'm saying? Without it, it's, it's not. It's no order. God is a God of order. So there needs to be those type of things in place. However, I just think that things have become so political that we are afraid to make decisions because we believe that if we make a decision based upon what is the right thing to do, it may not be the most likable thing. And so we compromise our character and our integrity. So I was reading um, John Maxwell. I think he has the best uh, material as it relates to leadership. And he talks about like, if you stand on principles 
if you stand for what is right, if you stand on it in the beginning, it may be shaky. But if you compromise for the sake of pleasing someone or gaining some type of favorable response, you will lose everything. But if you stand on business, if you stand on principle, your character will be intact. You will get more than you thought that you was getting because you stood the test of time and you stood on principles. And so that's what um, I believe that I see. You know, there's a whole bunch of other things and we had to do that for another show. But uh, I just think that us as a community, we need to do some self-checking. Facts. Um, I'm getting sick and tired of seeing us black kids have... The, you know, issues getting on the bus, okay? Getting on the bus and then causing a disturbance while the bus driver is trying to get y'all to school. You're fighting in the back. You're doing all crazy type stuff. Then you're picking bully on somebody. But then, you know, if someone do you like that, then, you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> miss me with all that cap. Then the parents meeting the, the, the bus driver at the location, getting on the bus, and you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot of stuff going on. And when I look at kids um, in other parts of the world, they are walking. Hear what I'm saying? They are walking five, ten miles one way just to go to school, just to get a fresh meal, okay? And that meal may be powdered milk and water. That's it. That's all that, that they family can afford. But the fact when they go to school, they taking their education serious. I seen kids walk across a bridge, a river. A, I mean, it, I, and climbing mountains, climbing mountains. mountains. I'm mountains. talking about so they can actually die, and there's been a few people exactly that actually died for an education, man. And and here it is, you get free education. Now, some people may say, well, man, well, we don't have the same type of resources in, in our school as in another community. That may be true. However, everybody have access, Lord Jesus. To the internet and, and the library. library. The library. Your... Y'all are slipping on the library. You're I'm just going to let you know that Listen, right Let me now. tell you something, baby. Let me tell you something. I found the junior college that I went to go play basketball in, in the library. And when I got accepted to Georgia State University, I was at the library. At we the were library. going to the library like almost every day. Grinding. Grinding. And just reading books I'm about history, our history, black history. Grinding. I, I mean, the things that I'm involved in with the plasma industry and, you know, just understanding about just life, just grinding. I mean, I feel more comfortable in the library. I do, too. I, I do. I mean, that's where I accumulate a lot of knowledge, why people... See, people will say, Stafford, man, how come I don't ever see you with no picture, you in no club? Bro, I was in the library, either the law library or the library, while everybody was out, whoop the whoop. And, and, and if that's what you did, that's on you. I ain't, I don't I don't have nothing against that. But for me, I'm willing to die for knowledge, bro. That's just me. I, I can't, like, some people say, well, man, I got to go get the bag. Well, from what I was understanding from the word of God, the most wealthiest man in the world said that he wanted wisdom. And so if you acquire the wisdom, you can obtain the knowledge to get that bag. But if you just going for the bag, then once you get the bag, you don't know how to maintain it. Like the old school will always tell me, Stafford, 
it's one thing to get there, but it's another thing to stay on top. And that's why we love Customato, bro, and his philosophy. And and I ain't gonna lie, we we read that book every day. It's a little bit of thin book, huh, babe? It's an easy read. It's an easy. So, babe, what did you like about Cus, though? Well, first, the thing that I loved about Cus is that he took he he gave the kids a chance, an opportunity. He gave them an opportunity. He opened up his mansion. Oh my gosh, did he? And then his girlfriend was a part of it too. I can't remember her name. Hold I can't. Remember. It's on the top of my tongue. Please forgive me, Cus. I don't mean no disrespect. They to... were even though they wasn't married, but if you read the book, you'll find out why he didn't marry her. But I can see. Don't but steal the beans. I'm not going to. Okay. But what I will say is I love the fact that they worked together. They really did love the kids. They and they cared about the kids. And they wanted to know what the kids were going through, how they were thinking, why they were thinking. But the most important was that he put had them to start thinking uh, confident about themselves. Because Mike Tyson... And even he said it on interviews and some podcasts. He didn't have confidence. No. He didn't have any type of confidence. But by the time he got with Cuss and the other kids, boy, Mike Tyson had confidence. Oh, that's why I can't wait to talk about the Eubanks Sr. and Ben fight, too. The, 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 these were the dads with the two guys, uh, Connor and Eubanks oh, Jr. Oh, the one you were telling me about um, Ooh, making weight. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not time. even, we're not even going to talk about that, but. Yeah, so I like that. So we're going to get into that. Don't worry. But what else is going on? It's a lot of divorces going on. I have about six divorces over here. Now, the first one is Tia Mowry and Corey Hardrick. Now, Tia, if you all don't know, she played in Sister Sister, and she's also on the daytime talk show, The Real, married 14 years. Then Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Now, everybody knows that he played for the Patriots, so he is now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. I'm correct on that one, yeah, Mr. You, football? No, 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 football. <laughs> but I do like the sport. I know you do. And they've been married for about 14 years. They've been having issues, but I guess the last straw was because Tom Brady decided that he wanted to play football. But, baby, you know what? We got to keep it P. We got to keep it player with the folks. We are. We're going to talk about that. No, I was going to say that. What? I know we're talking about um, divorces and stuff like that. Yeah. But we need to share with them that both of us been divorced before. Oh, we will. But okay. let me just finish this first. We have Latoya Luckett and Tomikas Tom Walker. Now, Latoya Luckett was the first original member of Destiny's Child. They were having some issues in their marriage during the pandemic. They've been married for four years. Anthony Anderson and Alvina Anderson. This is her second time following for divorce. Now, Anthony Anderson has played on Law and Order. He um, is on Blackish, and he also played in Romeo Must Die with Aaliyah and Jet Li. We then have Ayana McNeely and Jarette Jones. She plays on Love is Blind Netflix. They've been married for less than two years. And then the last one, which is DJ Mustard and Chantel McFarlane. Now, DJ Mustard is a producer, so he produced Two Chains. I am different. Well, I'm different. I was, also, making, it, I was uh, making it more proper. YG. YG. <laughs> and, and Tiger, Rack City. And then also. Rack City. Rack, Rack City. 
But he also is like the producer with uh, YG, the rapper out of uh, California. Gotcha. But um, what you were gonna I was going to say to the, the listeners is that me and Sheila both been married before Ooh. and we've been divorced, right? And so I don't wish divorce on anyone. And the reason why I say that, because it's the amputation of one's spirit, right? Because I wasn't amputated. I was happy. I went out and celebrated. Baby, no, listen, chill. When, when two people come together as one and you depart, part of you is gone, right? So even though you may say you may be happy, but that tearing of the spirit you have to allow yourself to heal. Now, the thing that I did was, is that I allowed myself to heal, you know, and I'm not, you know, I don't say this to try to brag or make it seem like I'm better than anybody. I'm not. I, this is this is just the decisions that I made. I was single and celibate for two years and three months. And when I met Sheila, when I saw her, I wasn't even trying to holler at her. I really wasn't. And it was only by... The voice of God said that was her. I was more so focused on, you know, my relationship uh, with God, um, building my business, CP Plasma Center. I was so in tune with that. And also, I wanted to, you know, get to know who who I am. A lot of times we get out of relationship and we don't heal. And then we hop right back in another relationship and then that relationship goes sour because we didn't give ourselves an opportunity to heal. And then we're trying to find each other. A lot of times when you are in a relationship, there is a level of commitment that you must invest in that relationship. And so it takes so it takes away for, for, from you understanding who you are through trials and tribulations. Now, I'm not saying that being in a relationship is a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a beautiful thing with the right person. But what I'm but what I am saying is that there is a time and a place for a male or a female to be in a relationship with anyone, right? And once you get an opportunity to find out who you are, you can be a better person, not only for yourself, but for the person who you're involved with. So I'm gonna use this situation with Sheila. So me and Sheila. We got married in what? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Three, me three weeks of meeting each other. Next month to be what? Fourteen years. Yes. Fourteen years, right? And so, um, when I met Sheila, like I said, I wasn't trying to holler at no woman or whatever. Now I'm in Atlanta. It's like fifty to one, but my discipline that I have, like man, I ain't, I ain't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. And me personally, I just don't feel like. You know, I don't want to give my wood stick to just any woman just because it's a feeling. Like, man, I'm a player, man. You know what I'm saying? When I say play, I don't, I don't mean a womanizer or whatever. You know, a player to me means it's just how he carries himself, how he value himself. Like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, you know what I mean? I'm just that dude. I'm just full of. God's confidence that I don't want to share myself with just anybody because, oh, you look good and whoop, whoop, whoop. Because when you run up in that girl, you know, you abstract her spirits that she didn't have previously. So then y'all break up. And that's one of the things I used to hate, Sheila, was when you broke up with a girl, you ain't fooling her with her no more, then you, you, you're going through withdrawals. You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't 
spiritually tied up with someone you, you weren't supposed to be tied up with. However, however, that's a lesson learned, and that's the experience, and that's the wisdom that I bring to the table when it comes to our youth and under our leadership is that, man, say yourself. If I can do it all over again, I, I would have saved myself until I got married, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times in our community, we uh, you know scrutinize those who have uh, not have sexual intercourse. You know what I mean? Oh, you a virgin. Woo, woo, woo. I think being a virgin is, 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 is honorable because it requires a high level of discipline. And that's the thing that it's all about with me is discipline. And so, you know, going back with, you know, with Sheila, you know, so when I met her, I didn't compare her to any other woman. It was just all about Sheila. You get what I'm saying? And so by me focusing on just Sheila, our marriage has flourished, even through some extreme difficult times that we didn't been through. Not once have we ever thought about departing from one another. And the other thing is that I, God grew me to be mature so that, you know, Sheila had some things in her that she didn't know that she had until she got with me. But it was my patience. See, to me, you know, people say, you know, love is a feeling. I, I think love is a mindset. You know, and that goes from like, you know, being in different marriage, I mean, excuse me, being in different relationships and then being in a marriage and then having your spirit amputated. You you walk away and you allow yourself to heal, but you have to be a hundred percent of what's left in you to that next person. And so all the stuff that I done been through, I've given Sheila a hundred percent of what of who I am based upon what I've came out of. And so for me, that old puppy love and all that, that's that's just a feeling. To me, love is about this, a decision. I love Sheila so much, I don't want to hurt her. I'm not interested in another woman. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm really not. I ain't into that side piece or none of that. I've been there, done that. I don't want to hurt her. You get what I'm saying? So love to me at this point. Now, I do have deep feelings for her. You get what I'm saying? But at the same time, I realize love to me is about a decision. Like, I love the kids that we've been entrusted with that I don't want to do nothing to 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 hurt them. You get what I'm saying? I don't want to do anything in the community to lose my face card. It ain't about my status. It's just that, man, I love my community too much not to be another one. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that. And But every day I, I wake up and I get into that word and I pray and I'm no different from anybody. I'm just like you. You get what I'm saying? There is no difference. The only difference is, is my mindset. And everyone can have that same type of mindset if you would discipline yourself by reading, by separating yourself from people that you should not be around. And that's what I also see. I see a lot of I see a lot of doers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, life is a jungle. You can't be no pussycat meow in this jungle, bro. You get eaten alive. You got to be a, 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 a lion. You got to You know what I'm saying? You, you, that, that's what you got to have in you. Lion, lioness. And everybody think because, you know, Sheila is 
beautiful, baby. I want to say you look beautiful in your dress. Thank drill. you, but I want to explain what when I said I celebrated because they don't and they don't know. Let okay. me tell you. Now, everything that he said was correct, but for me, the reason why I did was because it was a very heavy load that I had on my shoulders to the point that I was not walking with confidence. I wasn't even walking straight up. I was walking with a hunched back and my husband would always get on me about that. And that's because- A defeated because spirit. It, yeah, I had a defeated spirit. I had a broken spirit. I went, I was, I'm not even gonna tell you all because I'm, it's not meant for me to tell you all now or whatever, but it's, I celebrated because I was free. I was not free when I was married. I wasn't. I was not free Are at all. Are you free all. now, Sheila? Super free. So when, yes, so I did celebrate, but I did take that hurt and the pain that was put on me. I never, I didn't heal. So during that time, I was doing some things and that's when I met my husband. So unfortunately, my husband had to deal but you know what some she, of that stuff it made me a better man but some of the things i like he said i didn't know that i need healing and when he kept on holding me accountable and then he'll point With some love. things and With he'll love. point some things out to me yes it was hard at first because you're used to doing something because it's your your comfort and it's something that you allow like your walls are up because you don't want to be hurt anymore. So that was two of the reasons why. But now, Can and I'm still something? healing now. I'm not perfect, but I feel so much better. Can I say something? So that's why I said I celebrated, but not everybody's going to celebrate. I totally get it. But for me, I did. Thank you for the clarification. Yes, because you were going to start tripping. No, no. <laughs> I got to give credit when credit is due. I am a man who never had a father. My father was a heroin addict. He was murdered June the 6th. I was born July the 6th. I lived in foster homes. I lived in group homes. Um, I lived with so many people growing up. I've been in... You know, I just been in some very difficult situations. However, the first time that I ever seen a very successful black man was when that I can just, you know, kind of like admire was uh, Pastor Creflo A. Dollar, a pastor of World Changers Church International in College Park, Georgia. And one of the things that I had admired and still do is his level of commitment to his wife, Pastor Taffy. And for me, that was the first true image of what a successful marriage looks like. And I'm not saying that they didn't have issues or whatever. They had a whole bunch of issues running the church, uh, having kids, raising them, and you know the personalities that those kids have, et cetera. But when I seen him, and I love the way he spoke. I love the way he dressed. He was the first man that I seen with a three piece with the with the chain, you know, the pocket watch. And from there, I was like, boom, 
he he is also responsible for baptizing me. So I want to give Pastor Dollar so much uh, recognition and respect for being a leader. I know that you come under scrutiny about, you know, prosperity, preaching, etc. But had it not been for your obedience to study God's word and be a living example in the black community in Kylie Park, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. I wouldn't uh, have the discipline to read and study my word the way that you taught me many years ago. And I wouldn't be the husband that I need to be for Sheila. And I really do appreciate it. And one of the things that I really, I really did like was that you had a yellow bone. You know what I'm saying? Pastor Tappy, she a yellow bone. She a light, she a light skinned woman. And so at the time when I was married, you know, before, you know, she wasn't yellow bone and no disrespect with her, but but once I got out of that situation, you know, God knew what my heart was. I wanted to emulate you. I wanted to be be that stand-up guy. I wanted to be uh that businessman, that entrepreneur that I see in you and I admire and I respect. And I appreciate you not folding, but standing strong through all the attacks that you have received um, over the course of your ministry. And I respect you and I salute you. It's a lot of great things that have come out of World Changes, and I'm one of them, and I'm proud to. The other person that I really want to give a shout out to, and he's gone home to be with the Lord. And I just want to say during that time, uh, when I joined this ministry, it was a very difficult time in my life. And I was raising, I was going up in the ranks at World Changes. But when 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 World Changes and New Birth had, uh, uh, they had like, it was like a Bible study at uh, Phillips Arena. Now it's State Farm Arena. And I just heard the Lord say, hey, man, you, you're going to have to go to New Birth. And I was very popular at World Changes, and like I say, I was, you know, on my way. However, I fasted for three days because I wanted to make sure that I really heard God because I really love World Changes, and I did it the right way. I prayed, then I asked, then I went to Project Change, and I asked him to pray me out. So when I went over to New Birth, it was more like a, 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 a I don't know, the the spirit of God was just on a whole nother level, bro. It was just on a whole nother level. Like at Word Changes, it's a Bible teaching ministry, but at New Birth, it was it was just a whole. So there, my spirit really got even bolder. They had some of the most sophisticated and permanent men and women to come before the people of God and to speak some very powerful words. I met so many people. My life has changed I, I even i don't know like new birth is like that that church that ministry um really changed my life and i really appreciate it, it was so many um significant people relationships that i developed while i was a member at that particular church and God bless Bishop Eddie L. Long, man, for real. Pops, he was, he, was, he was a cool dude. I don't know nothing about nothing. I know some of the folks, but I don't, I'm not with that. 
You know, I never speak on another's man. I, the word of God says you don't speak on the man of God. You let God deal with that. And so I know he's up upstairs and I pray he's looking down on me being proud of the man that I've become under his teaching, under the ministries of new birth. So I just want to say thank you to both of those ministries for pouring into me and to uh, setting an example. You know, Bishop Long, he was real. He dressed real smooth, too. I, I like that. I like his, his spirit. He was very powerful. He was a great speaker. Um, and so there was a lot of uh, business savviness that I got out of that ministry about marketing. It, it was just a lot I learned. So all this you see, the Stafford boxing and all that, that come from game that I got from that church and from New Birth on the Bishop Eddie L. Long and from Pastor Dollar. So, you know, I've always been a hustler. That's that's just who I am. And, but however, I'm I'm hustling for the Lord and, and me and Sheila are servants, servant leaders. And we're trying to serve these kids so that they can have opportunities and experience things that can help them shape and grow to be champions in the four corners of the boxing ring and in life. Amen. I'm going to go through this real quick because I have to talk about the boxing, what's going in boxing. But since we were on the marriages, I looked this up. I never knew what irreconcilable differences actually meant. Baby, you said it right. You've been practicing that I have word. Been. She's I've been, been practicing putting, this I've been word. putting it in how to pronounce and other words, too. So this is what it means. The couple disagrees on such a level, they can no longer sustain the marriage. They can't reconcile or resolve their differences enough to reunite or coexist within the marriage. So a few examples is differences of opinion on having children or how to raise children, different religion, personality conflicts, excessive fighting, discord, lack of communication, a loss of trust, lack of contribution to the marriage or the household, tension from family involvement, hmm. disagreement over finances and debt, an inability to find a work-home life and balance. I didn't even know what that meant. I just know that when I was looking to see and the those that were getting divorced and what they would put down on paper, I can kind of see it. So that means that you have so much pride and you can't humble yourself that you'll just go ahead and get a divorce. You're going to have to come to a common ground. Sometimes us women, I'm not going to lie, sometimes we just need to be quiet. I still struggle with that a little bit. My husband would be like, you just need to be quiet sometimes. Pump your brakes, hot boots. And and he is right with that. Sometimes we do need to be quiet. Sometimes the men do need to be quiet. But I think at and the I'm same time, as far as with the communication, we don't communicate because we're too busy either calling out names, cursing, being over-exaggerating with our behavior, being irate then the children, they see things, they hear things. And what's the point of being married if you know that you're not going to listen or you can't come on a common ground or agree? So 
Baby, I love my marriage. This is, I, swear. I love my marriage, too. I, I swear, I told... Hey, look here. I'm going to tell you right now. I want the Oh, shout to out to Eddie Barrington. Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. And my wife will tell you, and I mean this with everything in my life, every man, hold up. If the Lord was to take her before me, man, go ahead and take me, man. I'm ready to go because... There's no way in the world that I can live without my wife. It ain't it ain't got nothing to do with no no money, no none of that. Ain't got nothing to do with no sex, no none of that. I love my wife. I do. I think the journey that we've been on has has strengthened the rope of oh mercy. Has strengthened the rope in our bond and our covenant. It has gotten stronger. It has gotten bigger. And I don't. It, there's no other woman will ever give me. Her heart, loyalty, and then I. Every woman got baggage. Every woman got some type of baggage, bro. And no, I'm I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm I'm good, baby. And and you know what, Lord, thank you so much for having the opportunity to walk with this woman to grow. And I could not be the man I am today without my wife. No cappuccino. Thank you, and vice versa. For real. And everybody, I love you too. And everybody know, every time they see me, staff where your wife at. Because they know, man, how I roll, man. And, man, I want to say, man, shout out. God bless his soul, man. It's a rapper. His name was Fat Pat. He was out of Houston, Texas. He went to Worthy, man. He was a Sterling, my bad. Sterling. A real player, man. And... For me, I don't know, man. To this day, man, I still listen to that man music, bro. You know what I mean? Chopped and, and screwed. That's it. You know what I'm saying? H-Town, hold up. Hold players up. want to know who you are when you're coming down like a superstar. That peanut butter inside. Hey, man, look at here. I'm so H-Town, but I love Atlanta. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hey, I love Atlanta. I promise I'm so I player. Do. Man. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, look at here. She Wait got an H-time player hold on. Up. Man, hold up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to talk about this now, boxing. And then Eddie Hearn, because he's, he's, I don't think he really remembers what it is that he says. That's why you have to be careful what you say, especially on video, because people are going to dig things up. And I know how to dig things up and I know how to research. And I'm learning from people too. So I'm going to be careful of what I say. Always, because anything can anybody can bring anything up on you, so you might want to take notes on that, especially to our younger generation. So we have the Shield and Marshall fight, October fifteenth, O2 Arena. All women, all females, all athletes is going to be big, but they've added on another belt. It is called the Elizabethan belt in honor of Queen Elizabeth. Mm. Wow. So that's another belt that's been added. We also have the International Women Boxing Hall of Fame. They're inducting 16 women, retired. They're all retired, retired boxers. And this one is gonna be the largest. It's gonna be in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Orleans Hotels Casino. This is going to be the largest one, and it's and it's big time. And I'll name some of the women that are going to be um, inducted. So that are inducted, it's Rose Trentman, Eva Jones Young, 
Hannah, the Vegas Fox, and Frida, Cheetah Gibbs. But that's just some of them because it's 16. 16? It's going to be 16 people, and they're going to be making their decisions. And they've had some new people coming in that are going to be talking, and it just keeps on getting bigger and better. And I'm glad that this is going on. So every all the female fighters, the athletes, the boxers, because some of the female boxers, they say that they like to be called athletes. So that's why I'm putting athletes in because I don't know who does or who doesn't. So I don't want to show hey, any Shout out to uh, Hot Rod for winning his fight. Oh, that's yeah. right. Shout Say out tell. Oh, but you know what? I knew he was going to win. No disrespect, but you can just tell sometimes like if someone's just That boy, for real. For real. Just went all in. So shout out to Hot Rod. So let's talk about this Connor and you Banks fight. Now I watched the dad's fight. Man, that fight was so good. It was so entertaining. And Eubanks Sr., you're talking about someone who had confidence. Man, the way he would just stand straight up and he wouldn't even go straight into his corner. He'll just stick around. It was like he was posing and just looking at everybody in the crowd. So one of the commentators was like, I don't understand why he won't go into the corner. He's just out there posing for the people. So Eubanks Sr., he he ooh, he put it on him. He was game. But but Ben, he he was good too. It was they both and you know what made it really good? Because they were both using their defense. Mm. They were constantly moving, but not moving that much. Sometimes they did use too much energy because they would swing and they would miss, or they would just swing when they shouldn't swing. But you should see, go back and watch that fight. Now, that fight right there, that was exciting. So this is where the sons come into play. So we all know that Connor failed his test. Why did he fail? Because he was tested with clomivifene. I, I pronounced that right. You, you, you're getting better. Cause, because what I do is, everybody, I write it how it's pronounced. <laughs> So I won't forget. So this is used to induce ovulation. It's just pretty much a fertility drug for women that cannot get pregnant and who want to become pregnant. We're just going to make it sweet and simple. But it makes the man strong. Yes, and gives out excess testosterone. Hey, I'm getting better. But it also masks. It covers up from previous use of steroids. Mm. Now, allegedly, Eddie Hearn has known about this two weeks prior, but let me put you all up on game. The Daily Mail was the one that spilled the beans. And if it wasn't for them, then that decision wouldn't have been made that the fight was going to be canceled. Mm. Because they were going to go on and continue with the fight because that's what Eddie Hearn said. Now, let me tell you, oh, before we go any further, Dr. Usman Sahai, who is Connor's doctor, that's the one that took, took down his website and his IG account. Wow. So if you're not doing anything wrong and you're a sports doctor, why would you take, why would you take all that down if, 
Maybe didn't you say he had needles and stuff? Like but that? yeah, like on his IG account, he had a needle, and then it said in all capital letters TSR. And, very, it was very strange. And didn't you also tell me that he's under federal investigation? I didn't tell you that he was oh, under federal. Excuse me, my bad, my bad. Let me erase that. Er, Ooh, I, 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 allegedly, I, I thought that's what I heard. No, I'm no, sorry. thank you. Let no, me erase that. You. My bad. No, my bad. So let me tell you earlier in Eddie Hearn's career what he said. He said, what's the point in signing up for drug testing if when you fail, everyone just goes, oh, don't worry about it. Just let them fight. So I think he really took seriously what he said because he wanted to continue to let the fight go on. But check this out. Now they have a rehydration clause. And Eubank Sr. does not like this at all. Now, he told his son, don't do it. I would tell my son, I wouldn't even have our fighters do it because it's it's too much. It's It's just too close. And you're putting the fighter that's going to be doing the rehydration and the one who's not going to do it in danger. So you expect Eubanks, who's what, 167? No, 160 and drop to 157. Mm. So the day of the weigh-in, you're supposed to sweat and lose all this weight, but then you can pack, eat whatever you want. And, and he said that he was going to eat cake or not cake, he was just going to, well, he did say he was going to eat some cake, though. That he did say, but he said he'll do whatever he needs to do to have this fight to go on. But I wouldn't do it. And Eubank Sr. said, I've already lost one son. I don't want to lose another son. And then Eddie Hearn is okay with this. And he was like, it has to be 10 pounds but the least they'll accept is nine pounds. Mm. And I say don't do it because, okay, number one, you're putting your own self and your own health at risk. That's number one. Because dropping that type of weight in such a quick period of time, I'm sure fighters have done that, but it's, it's not healthy. It's not good. And then to have a fight when Eddie Hearn hasn't been – all the way truthful because allegedly he was looking at other commissions to continue the fight. But then he turns around and says, no, I wasn't looking to have other people, but that's you're, that's what I'm saying. Like you keep on forgetting what it is that you're saying. So either you're going to say one thing or you're going to say another thing, but I don't like this at all. And to Eddie Hearn, you are not an honest man. And for you to be a promoter and then all the fans are unhappy because they spent their money. They probably might, might have taken off from work. I, I don't know. So you want this fight to go on so bad because you want the money in your pocket, but you're not concerned about any fighter. And I get it. If you're if if you're a manager, if you're a promoter, right, and you have a fighter, and then you have somebody else 
that's going to, you know, fight and they're being promoted under another promotion company. I understand that you have to separate your emotions, but if it comes to somebody's health, I wouldn't even let my fighter fight another fighter if they had to do a rehydration clause. Absolutely not. I wouldn't even do that because at this point, it's, it's showing the type of our character it's all about the money and it's just not going to happen. Shame on you, Eddie Hearn. Shame. So, which also brings me to the reason why he said this is if you all are familiar, familiar with Eric Morales, he is a, he was a Mexican fighter. He held the championship in four divisions and he failed several urine tests. And he had a banned substance that came up, which is called clenbuterol. That's banned. But Golden Boy Promotions was promoting him and Danny Garcia. And this was actually a rematch. But they allowed the fight to go on. Which brings me to the state's athletic commissions so in each state, they're going to be different. But some states, some commissions, athletic commissions, they're going to be more lenient than others. So they gave the go for them to actually have that fight. And that's why people have been getting away with so much. And I think that's why Eddie Hearn felt like that fight can continue to go on. So shout out to the Daily Mail for exposing what is going on, for real. It's great information. You see how my wife's passion for boxing and her research and her presentation, I mean, this is the, the, the voice for, for women in boxing as boxers and business women. Oh, and let me say one more thing for the to the women boxers, the athletes. Be grateful to where you're at, but we still have some more changes that can be made. I believe that we should support each other. So send us a shout out, mm. a like, mm. just something. Because like Lady Tiger, it's not about me. It's about the now and those that are going to be coming after. Yeah, she only got a thousand dollars. So all these fighters that are getting that bag, send Lady Tiger love donation, man, because she paved the way. You get what I'm saying? She paved the way so that you can have the opportunities to sponsors where you don't have to work. Because she had to work, go to school, and train. Only thing you have to do is train because now people like her knock down them walls. And, you know, told them folks and, and shave and went on a fast and protest. Y'all ain't did none of that. So y'all reaping the benefits of her sacrifice. She laid down her life for the sport of boxing. And for you to have an opportunity, Clarissa Shields, you should reach out to Lady Tiger. You really should. You should just have an opportunity just to talk to her. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think that in our community, we don't pay homage to those who have opened the door for us to go into these doors. Because once upon a time, 
oh mercy, you know what I'm saying? Them, them doors wasn't open. It, it wasn't no. So it's like, I hope that when it comes our time that we can feel proud of the sacrifice that was done from our ancestors so that we can stand on their shoulders and, and, you know, press towards the mark of excellence. Yeah. And I think the, the athlete, the state athletic commissions need to make some changes. Like you, so like as far as with like, especially with the drug testing, because it's all states, yeah, because each state, like I said, are not the same. Some will be lenient than others, but all state athletic commissions, they need to be on the same page, especially when it comes to failed drug testing. And then I have a question, though. To Eddie Hearn, why would you put a fighter in harm's way? Like with this rehydration clause, I'm really not feeling this rehydration clause. Like I said, it's 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 actually it's bothering me. And Eubanks wants it so bad to the point where he's just willing to do it for that money. I don't even think I don't even know if it's about the money because the fathers really didn't literally did not like each other. They did not like each other. So do you? So if it's not the money, it got to be the ego. It has to. It's either no. It's either the ego. Or it has to be because of the dads and it's just continued. Ego. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm just, it just is what it is. We got it. The boxing industry, I know it's crooked and it's been that way forever, but there's just some things that just should not be the way that it is. It's not all about money. Eddie Hearn has so much money. These promoters have so much money. Yeah, but it's and it's like you can't be happy with what it is that you already have. But like, ain't no way with our fighters, we're not gonna put you in any type of danger—not physical, mental, verbal, or spiritual. We're gonna do things right. But I just want everybody in the boxing industry to know: just don't think because we want to do right and be right and act right, and don't want to do harm to others, that it's gonna be sweet over here. Yeah, that we some pussy cats. And we not that. We some lion. Raw. Hmm. Oh my God! You almost scared me. Oh, for real? Yeah. So, do you have a gold nugget for us today? Gold nugget that I would like to leave today is keep your community clean. That's in a whole different direction. Yeah. Keep your community clean. If you see a trash can, if you have trash in your vehicle, don't throw the trash on the ground. Throw it in the trash can. And I'm just going to keep it all the way 100, one buck. When you go to the white community, they don't tolerate that. That's why they don't be one us in their community because we bring that savage ways to their community they take pride in their community that's why you will see on saturdays if you go into the white communities you have a group of people walking around picking up trash you know what i'm saying because they care but in our community we don't care it goes it, it a lot of things has to do with that and i'm not going to mention that today but let's keep our community clean let's at least Give these kids a good example of cleanliness. 
if you don't respect your community, how do you respect people to respect you? You understand? We need to stop that, man. And we and, and when you pull up to the uh to to the um to Chick-fil-A or Burger King or McDonald's and you got trash, man, put it in the bruh, just put it in the trash can. Stop throwing trash, all your trash that you accumulated in your car. As soon as you get on the parking lot, you just throw it all on. The, you know what I'm saying? It make the parking lot look bad. You know what I do? I keep two bags. Every time. Like, like when I go to the grocery store, I keep two bags. I just fold them up and I put them up. And we put that trash put in there. just the trash and in as there. as soon as then, we go fill up yeah, or put some gas in the car, we just, the trash can right, right now. We just dump it in. You know what I'm saying? Because we take pride, man. You know what I mean? And so that's what the gold nugget is today. Keep your community clean. Stop throwing trash on the ground. Put it in the trash can. And also when you said keep the community clean, you know how I also took it? Mm. The mind. Ooh. The, the mind, the way the way that we think. Oh, that's tough. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough, my boy. Ooh. That's tough. That's tough. Well, y'all, it's been a blessing. We appreciate your time. Uh, we want to thank Talk and Fight for yeah. for just giving us this opportunity. Thank you, Graham. Thank you, Eric. For oh, real. we have somebody new. I know her first name. Her name is Holly. Yeah. So we just wanted to say hello and welcome to the Talk and Fight family. For and real. I need to listen to you. A matter of fact, we probably need to connect. Yeah. Iron uh, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, she over in Europe. Yeah. So that's Talk and Fight. Expanded, you know what I mean. So the brand is, is is doing big things. So we want to thank the leadership at top and uh, the people behind the scenes who Facts. make this possible Facts. to present a premium <laughs> podcast. Cause we pushing P. Well, Sheila. Oh, don't forget to go to the Stafford Boxing YouTube channel as well as the Stafford Boxing Club Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram, Instagram, and Snapchat, and TikTok. That's a lot going on yeah, over there. We're, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. We love you. Hold your head up. Love on each other. And say, when you see somebody, just say something positive. If you can't get the words out, at least smile. And keep your community clean. Put the Facts. trash in the trash can. Facts. And get the trash out of your mind. Ooh, Stafford Boxing. The making, the making of, of champions. champions.